Welcome to the Weekly Insight Podcast, where we break down the noise of the week and help you understand the psychology of the markets with your host, Andrew Dore at Insight Wealth Group. Good morning. Welcome to the latest edition of the Weekly Insight Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Andrew Dore. I'll start, as I do every week, by just reminding you that what you're about to hear today should not be construed as individual investment advice. This is my take and our firm's take on what's going on in the market and the economy and how it might apply to your individual portfolio is something that really requires an individual discussion. So if you want to talk about that, feel free to give us a call here at the office. Let's go ahead and get started for this week. I'm I'm a little spicy this week. Um, you know, it's it's one of those things that as we look at this podcast or the memos that we put out every week, I'll be the first to admit that sometimes, you know, it's a it's a struggle. We got to come up with content. We got to figure out what we want to talk about. And it's hard to do that. And it's hard to find things that you might think are interesting, but that also we think are important. And we've really done the best we can to try to remain intellectually honest in this process and pretty straightforward and not try to be too outlandish, if you will, in what we're trying to put out for folks. But over the last several years, our world seemingly has been consumed by this content game, right? There are literally people falling off of cliffs to get an Instagram photo. And the financial media is no different. Talking about money, talking about the economy or the markets, it's not inherently exciting stuff. Those of you who are listening to this, you're the 1%, right? You're the 1% of people that actually finds this interesting. And so sometimes I think it seems that the financial media especially realizes they need to punch it up a notch to encourage people to read or to watch or to listen. And it's really an interesting thing to watch because once a story takes hold, it seems like everybody wants to get their piece. And this week, we got a doozy of an example on that. Something started coming out called the no landing scenario. Now, I have no idea who first came up with this idea. But if you go and do a Google News search right now on no landing scenario, you will come up with no less than 267,000 results. Something that wasn't talked about a week ago. There are now 267,000 articles about it in one week. It is, you know, it's the financial media's version of the ice bucket challenge. Everyone had to get in on the action. But there's a problem with that. The problem is that the no landing scenario makes no sense. So let's look at why and let's talk about it. But before we can, let's talk about what is the no landing scenario. Because for months, you've heard me talk about, are we going to have a hard landing? Are we going to have a soft landing? And it all relates to how the economy is going to revert from the inflationary issues that we've seen for the last 18 months and what the impact of the Fed's interest rate policy is going to be. A hard landing means we're going to crash into a recession. A soft landing means we're going to slowly ease down onto the runway and everything in the economy will be fine and dandy. But what is a no landing scenario? A no landing scenario is fairly simple. Under the no landing scenario, what people are talking about today is they're essentially saying the economy is going to continue to grow and inflation is never going to come down. We're just going to keep muddling through and inflation will be rampant and around forever. Essentially, their argument is that we are in the midst of the 1970s all over again. But why now? Why has this all of a sudden started to become 
a topic of conversation. A week ago on this podcast, I was talking about how while we've had a little bit of volatility, expectations on inflation and interest rates were really unchanged from the beginning of the year. What has changed in the last seven days? And it all comes down to the market's reaction to three data sets all of which were from January. The first is the jobs report, which we've talked about before. It came in a little hot. The second is the consumer spending report. And then finally, this week, we got the CPI and the PPI data. The jobs and the consumer spending report certainly showed a strong and growing economy. The CPI and the PPI data this week showed inflation that was not coming down as quickly as some would have hoped. But it is that inflation data, as far as I'm concerned, that has mattered the most to this conversation over the course of the last week. Why? Well, January inflation was better, but it was not great. Now, you and I have talked about some very nasty inflation numbers over the last year. For example, there was March of last year, PPI data. The expectation was that the year-over-year number would come in at 10.6%, already a very high number. It came in at 11.2. Or the May CPI data, which was supposed to come in at 8.3, but it came in at 8.6. We've had some very big misses to the upside. But what we saw last week with the January data was not that. We had misses, yes, But they were misses about how quickly inflation was coming down, not misses about how much inflation was going up. Year-over-year, CPI and PPI, both core and total, all dropped in January, just not as much as was expected. Okay, so it wasn't the ideal result everyone was hoping for. But if you go and look, and I would encourage you, we're going to talk about some charts here, and I would encourage you to go look at them in the weekly insight memo. It's linked in the show notes. But what you'll see is there is still a very clear trend over the last 12 months. PPI, core PPI, CPI, core CPI, all are falling and falling dramatically from where they were just 12 months ago, or frankly, just six, seven, eight months ago. I don't think that the no landing scenario really tells the full story. The pundits that are screaming about it are either not being honest with you Or maybe it's because the whole story is just too complicated. It doesn't fit into a nifty soundbite. But I do think it's important for you to hear because there are two particularly important things that are not sexy that are going to impact inflation over the coming months and they do not match the no landing story. The first of which is the base effect. Some of you may have heard me talk about this before. It's a little boring. It's a math problem. I'm going to guess that's why it's not leading the news. But we're going to run through a math problem here. Let's imagine you have three numbers in sequence. 100, 150, and 200. What is the growth rate between the first number and the second number, 100 and 150? The growth rate is 50%. That's very easy. What then is the growth rate between the second number and third number? Remember, we've gone up 50 and 50. But the growth rate from 150 to 200, because we have a higher base or a higher denominator, now the growth rate is only 33%. It has shrunk. The same thing is going to happen with inflation. If you you do go and look at those charts, what you will see is on the left-hand side of the chart, where inflation was a year ago, six months ago, inflation was incredibly high. We are now measuring against that very high denominator or that very high base. That simple arithmetic tells us that year-over-year inflation numbers are going to be dropping dramatically 
over the next four or five months. The math is on our side. The other issue, you know, it's one I've been harping about, housing inflation. We've talked about this a lot on this podcast. We've talked about it a lot in our memos. And so I'm not going to beat you up on the whole thing again. You can go back and look at our previous memos or our previous podcast on this issue. But the basic rundown is this. Shelter makes up an outsized amount of the calculation for CPI. And the Bureau for Labor Statistics way that they calculate shelter costs is just wrong. And when it reverts, it's going to have a significant impact on inflation to the good. But what no one was talking about last week, remember, last week, inflation data, everybody comes up with the no landing scenario, 267,000 articles, not one of them, I don't think, talked about the impact of housing inflation in the data that we saw last week. And the impact was big because the Bureau of Labor Statistics, very quietly, every two years, they change how they calculate inflation. And this month was the first time we saw a change, and that change was in the weight of shelter in the CPI calculation. They increased the weight in shelter in the CPI calculation. It now makes up 43% of the core CPI calculation. And according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, we had the highest increase in history in the cost of shelter last month. According to them, it went up 0.8% month over month. So 43% of CPI went up 0.8% last month. Of course, we missed our inflation number. The problem is that does not match what is actually happening in the economy. And again, I know I talk about charts, so go look at them. But look at the Case-Shiller Composite Home Price Index for the last three years. And what you will see is we had a dramatic turnaround last year in the cost of new homes. And the month-over-month numbers clearly show that home prices have been falling since July. So what does all this mean? Inflation is falling. It's been falling for some time, and it will continue to fall. How fast? How hard will the landing be? I don't know. No one knows. But the idea of a no-landing scenario? It's a half-baked idea to get clicks and have something to talk about on TV. We have a lot to worry about in this world right now. But this is not one of those things. So we'll leave it there this week. If you have any questions or you want to talk about this further, I would encourage you to give us a call at the office. You can always reach us at 515-273-1333, or you can visit us on the web at www.insightwealthgroup.com. I hope you have a fantastic week, and I look forward to touching base with you again soon. Thanks so much. Take care. Securities offered through Arate Wealth Management, LLC, member FINRA, SIPC, NFA. Investment advisory services offered to RTA Wealth Advisors LLC, an SEC registered investment firm.